You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the show. I am currently recording this outside. If you have been a longtime listener to the podcast, you know that when I started this podcast last year, I would record outside quite frequently because I absolutely love being outside. Being outside is is total medicine to me. Um, it's currently March 25th and it is 70 degrees outside and it's amazing. The UV index is five or my D-Minder app is telling me it's six. So it's great. I'm absorbing a lot of rays. Um, I've got my facial SPF on. Don't worry. That was that used to be something I used to never do, but I always wear a facial SPF, but I don't typically wear sun or a uh, body, body, um, what's the word I'm looking for? SPF when, when the sun is this week, I'm already still very tan from our honeymoon. And so I'd rather be absorbing the vitamin D rays. Um, I am just wearing it on my face because that's a really great thing you can do for anti-aging. I have a history of melasma, so I just want to kind of keep that at bay, but my face still does get pretty dark. I just have really, when I'm outside, I do, I do get dark, but I do want to protect my skin. Um, so anyway, so I'm outside. So you're probably going to hear the birds chirping. You're going to probably hear my wind chimes, which I have so many of them. Um, I've always loved wind chimes. And, um, you know, every time I hear them, I think of my mom because right before she had passed away, I, I had someone share this with me and I'm so glad that they shared this with me because they shared it with their parent before they died. And they said, you know, and I told her that whenever she's not around, like, I just would like for her to let me know that she's around with a whisper and the whisper is the breeze. And so I don't know if you guys heard the chime go off. Um, but I constantly think of her when I hear the wind chimes, I'll look over at my bird feeder and I see a cardinal and I'm not sure if you're into stuff like that or not, but I totally believe that cardinals are, um, are people who have passed, um, now coming to greet you last kind of like crazy spiritual woo woo thing before we get onto the podcast. But, um, like the day that my mom died, I looked out and my parents have always had like a few cardinals here and there, but the day that she had passed, I looked out into the tree. So like their bedroom sits and like, you can see both the ponds, like kind of, you can see we have, there's two ponds there and there's a bunch of trees. It's, it's really gorgeous. And I looked out and there was like 10 cardinals and it was probably like my dad's parents who have passed away. It was probably like my mom's grandparents and like, it was probably everybody just kind of coming to welcome her. And I'm not going to cry as I'm saying this, but, um, yeah, crazy. Right. So if you hear the wind chimes, it's just my mom chiming in. She's been on the podcast before we talked about her cancer journey when she was definitely in a place of thriving. Um, and now she just tends to be here in spirit with me. So she's here doing this episode, which I'm super excited because this episode is part two of the informed consumer series. Uh, and we're going to be giving, we're going to be doing the 411 on all product ingredients, ingredients that you guys should be looking for. Um, how to make the thing to cleaner swap. So this past week in my Instagram, I had on my wellness Wednesday, I had done product Q and A's. So like, is this product clean? What do you think? Yes or no. Is this product clean? Yes or no. And then I asked the audience for a bunch of swaps that they need help with. And so I don't know like every single clean brand that's out there. I just was sharing what, what worked for me, but I found there was such a need and there's such an interest in finding cleaner products and you know, what people should be looking for because people will send me products all the time. And I always say, you know, like if I don't know the product, I'd be more than happy to check out the ingredients and some, it goes further. The ingredients, so much of it is sourcing and, and all that kind of stuff. But 
the ingredients is a good place to start. And so that's why I wanted to um, do this as the second podcast. So if you check out episode five, I did talk about how to detox your environment. So it's kind of a basic version of this. If you kind of want to like really drive it home, I give some more lists, I give some explanation. Um, so I'm just kind of redoing this. So to kind of hound it in and really I wanted to add something like this to the informed consumer series. So um, you guys can definitely go back out and check out episode five. It's called detoxing your environment. Um, something along those lines. Yeah. Det- I'm pretty sure it was something like that. I did a podcast on that early on. So if you're new, you should always go back and watch my other or listen to my other gems of podcasts, obviously. But um, if you have been here and you've listened to it, not a bad thing to refer back to, especially because you can kind of make lists and you can kind of keep note of it. And so then you can kind of use it for yourself because I'm still learning too. like, even though I feel very comfortable in being able to look over products for each other, I have pages and pages of notes for today's podcast because I just want to make sure that I'm bringing things that are up to date, um, that have good explanation. And so, you know, I, although I feel like I'm a lot of people's go-to person on, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? You know, I am also doing so much learning along the way, which should be empowering for you because it's very, you guys can do it too, right? We can all do it together. So the reason this is so important and kind of an article that has stemmed this is because I work with a lot of people on hormone things. I work with a lot of people who struggle with fertility. And there was an article that came out in the Scientific American uh, with the title, Reproductive Problems in Both uh, Males and Females at an Alarming Rate. Um, So I want to share some of the statistics that I found in that study, but I really think that there's so many things going into it. No, it's not just one thing. Like it's not just your deodorant that's making you infertile. It's it's kind of, it's in, it's an array. And as you see, and as we'll go through these ingredients that you should be looking out for, so many of these things are burdening the liver, which so many people are like, well, I have a liver so I can get rid of things. Right. But our liver wasn't designed to get rid of everything to the extent that it's getting rid of. And if you're listening to this podcast, you hopefully understand that, right? Like if we can, if we know better, we can do better and we can feel better and we can heal better. So some, some statistics that they found in this research kind of collection that they did, they called it the 1% effect. So in males from year 1960 to 2018, every single year there was a 1% decrease in sperm a 1% decrease in testosterone, a 1% increase in testicular cancer, and a 1% increase in erectile dysfunction. So you might be thinking, okay, big deal, 1%. Okay, but from 1960 to 2018, that's over a 50% increase in all those things. So 1% every year does add up over time because it has kind of been a steady 1% increase since then. Um, And same thing with female. So 1% uh, increase in miscarriage a 1% decrease in fertility. Um, And so that's, again, that's 10% over a decade. That's really significant in my opinion. Um, And and personally, I'm seeing it firsthand. I see, I see so many people with struggling with fertility and struggling with, you know, having a miscarriage and all of these things. And, and I think that, you know, so much, it's, it's really a holistic approach, but we really do have to be looking at all the reasons why. Um, I know that people are very married to the personal care products they use. They absolutely swear by what they use. They love it. They love the scent. It reminds them of something. Um, And I totally get that. And I think for me, I come from it at a a perspective where I think it's really, really important to like love what we use, right? Like it's not like I go out in the backyard and just like rub dirt on my body to exfoliate it and then like rinse myself off with like stream water. 
Um, I probably would do that if it was good for me. But um, I love what I use. I love the products that I use. I love the cleaning supplies that we use. I love the laundry detergent. Um, So I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I love the makeup I use that I, if you know me, and if you see what I I barely wear makeup ever. Um, But, you know, like that stuff is fun. Like people are really married to to the products that they use. And so I really do thoroughly enjoy all those that I do use. Um, and, and the same goes with food as Nick and I had talked about in the podcast that we did together. You know, we, we never feel like we're missing out on anything. We love the food that we, we, we love all of that stuff. So it's not like we feel like we're being restrictive at all. I mean, we, it was funny towards the end of our honeymoon. Nick's like, I literally cannot wait to get home and eat a home cooked meal. It's like, we've, we enjoyed ourselves, but you know, we, we really look forward to how great we feel. Uh, when we are, when we eat what we just like to eat and what we feel good eating. All right. Okay. So let's kind of get into some big playing hormone disrupting chemicals. Um, I've definitely talked about this before, but again, we're going to hound it home, um, so that you can maybe take out a pen and pencil, maybe take out the notes on your phone, write these things down. I'm going to give kind of a little description of them too. And kind of, you'll see like, as I'm going through it, like, wow, this, this makes sense to how these things can constantly be burdening the system. Right. So, um, I'm going to first talk about hormone disrupting chemicals, and then I'm going to kind of go into my thoughts on like antibacterials and why I'm not a fan. Um, and then I'm going to share some, some brands that I do like, uh, give you some resources, places that you can look if you are interested in learning more. All right, so let's get into it. Hormone disrupting chemicals, real big ones, uh, phthalates. So that's with pH. Uh, it looks like it would be phthalates, but it's phthalates. So it's, those are, they're in a lot of different cosmetics. They're in soaps, lotions. Um, they're in a lot of different things. Companies are getting smart. They're realizing that people don't want these things in their products anymore. So they're saying, oh, phthalate and paraben free. And it's like, okay, that's great. But then there's still fragrance, right? So we'll kind of get to that. And there's a lot of greenwashing in the space. So the more you know, and the more chemicals uh, or the, the, the less ideal ingredients that you want in there, you know to, that you can look out for those too and not just go on what the labeling is. Because companies are getting smart. They know that people don't want garbage in their products because that's where the trend is going. You guys are speaking and they're trying to respond and some are doing better than others. Other chemicals, uh, bisphenol A or BPA, it's processed through the liver and we typically excrete it through sweat. So that's why I love a sauna. You can definitely detox a lot of BPA. You can also get rid of BPA if you just stop using plastic. So don't use plastic wrap. Don't use plastic water bottles. Those are horrible. Um, even if you aren't getting them hot, they're still in the plastic traveling to wherever they are and they're probably leaching. Um, I try not to use that much plastic for my personal care products. So much of my personal care products come in glass, which is so cool. Uh, you know, we drink out of Mason jars, glass, stainless steel. We use Pyrex containers. Um, I, we do not, I try to never use plastic. Like if I get berries or vegetables that are wrapped in plastic, I immediately like wash them, take them out. Um, I just try not to use plastic whenever possible. And so should you because BPAs are a big one and they are processed through the liver um, and we can excrete them in our sweat, but that's a whole nother conversation because so many people struggle to sweat. Flame retardants are huge. Flame retardants are found in your furniture. They're found in bedding. They're found in children's clothes. They're found on your couches, carpets, pretty much anything that could obviously catch fire. So off-gassing is a really big thing. Um, Thankfully, pretty much all of the furniture that we had was like passed down. Um, So you can kind of ease off-gassing. If you get new furniture, you can kind of let it off-gas in a garage or open space for a while before you bring it into your house. But off-gassing is not something that you'll smell. It's not something 
that you can know is going on. Like if you get a new mattress and it's not a non-toxic mattress, it's, it's off gassing. And like you're laying on it for seven to nine hours every night. And then you're laying on non-organic cotton sheets. And again, like that's not the worst thing in the world, right? Like it's, there are other swaps that probably need to be made. But as I continue to dive deeper, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so deep. So, you know, over time, like the mattress that we got was uh, my dad's grandparents and they had passed away. It was like a brand new mattress. Um, but it's kind of like a memory foam. It's not super clean. Like I know it's still probably off gassing. The fact that it's hand-me-down makes me feel better. Um, and then we did get some cotton sheets, but we are going to be investing in an avocado mattress for our next mattress, just because this one is kind of getting older. Um, so avocado is a really good brand. I've heard a lot of naturopaths and functional medicine doctors who really rave and love them. Um, and I actually just ordered us some organic bamboo sheets. So I'm super excited about those. They look very lush. I should have those and probably like probably meh, maybe around the time this podcast episode airs and probably not quite uh, maybe it said two to four weeks ship date from this week so I'm not good at math um but anyways that's a good kind of swap there um like I said the other furniture that we had was um kind of more hand-me-down so it probably had less off-gassing but that's just kind of another reason that I love to open the windows when I can and um, you know, why we have an air doctor, because in the winter, you don't realize like how close and how stuffy the air is now that it's so sunny and so beautiful. I've been having all of our screens open so much fresh air, all the windows open. It really is amazing what the fresh air can do to kind of detoxify your house. Um, super, super important. Um, kind of note back to phthalates, uh, phthalates can also be found in things like dust and things like that. So that's why it's really important if you can dust your house, if you can pr and uh, get the proper airflow because those things can be circulating in your house um, via the personal care products or products that they're in. Um, they can accumulate in the dust and, you know, cause allergies and things like that. So, you know, making sure that you dust, making sure that you pr get proper air circulation that you, you know, maybe invest in an air filter. I also love having house plants that can also help kind of the off gassing with the flame retardants as well. House plants are a really great way to just cleanse your air in general. But um, I just try to do everything I can. So last year, like I said, we invested in the air doctor and we are trying to make cleaner swaps in general. So those are kind of um, the broad topics. Other ones, things like aluminum. So aluminum is found in a lot of different things. It's an adjuvant in vaccines and um, you know, it's found in certain foods, but aluminum is really big in certain personal care products, especially antiperspirant things, um, which I don't agree with antiperspirant at all because our armpits are one of the main ways that our body sweats and detoxifies. I'm not saying that we need to like go around walking like crazy pit stains and whatnot, but you know, like our armpits are supposed to sweat. Um, I remember I really struggled with that when I was younger. I was so like, I was feel like I always had sweat marks on my shirts. And so I went to the doctor and they gave me this like really harsh, like chemical thing that would burn my armpit. And essentially like it burned my sweat glands. And so I think that's why I struggled with sweating for a long time because my detox was just really struggling. But now, um, I don't use any deodorant that has aluminum really trying to stay away from antiperspirants and try to support your body's detox in a natural way because it will regulate itself. If you've been on antiperspirants and you're switching to a natural one, it can take some time because you went from like a chemical block, like an aluminum to more natural things like charcoal and things like that. I really like the charcoal one from Primally Pure. You can use discount code uh, Haley. Um, and I also really like the beauty counter one. The Primally Pure one is also Nick, it's Nick approved. It's male approved. He loves it. Um, so I've had that on subscription for him. He really enjoys it. And for him, he's tried everything. He's tried native. He's tried, 
he's picked up multiple different ones from the store that were quote unquote clean. Some had fragrance, but some, you know, were better than others, right? Like there's greenwashing in that space too. But things that I try to stay away from within deodorants, I try to stay away from fragrance. Sometimes arrowroot can bother people. Um, the primally pure does have that. It doesn't bother us. We're fine with it. The baking soda doesn't bother us. We're fine with it. That does irritate some people. Um, the beauty counter is great for that option. It doesn't have any of those. Um, I know that the food babe just came out with her deodorant. That looks great. So there are a lot better options because you guys as consumers are showing that you want that. So just take a look, make sure, you know, your son's deodorant, your husband's deodorant, your boyfriend's deodorant, whatever, or your deodorant. If you're wearing men's deodorant, it doesn't have aluminum because it's horrible. Um, and think about it, like the collection of lymph nodes right at your armpit. I mean, like when I'm doing lymphatic massage on myself, like I'm in my armpit, like moving that lymph down because that's literally the biggest collection of lymph nodes that we have. And what are we putting there? We're putting aluminum. <laughs> We're putting parabens, which parabens is our next one. Parabens are found in a slew of personal care products, lotions, soaps, um, cleaning supplies, a lot of things that are scented because parabens is kind of like a carrier. It's found in deodorants. It's found in so many different things. So think about it. We're putting that under our arm. You're putting that right in that lymph tissue. And there was actually a study done where 99% of breast cancer tissue that was sampled had contained parabens and phthalates. So like these substances are getting into these cancerous tissues. These are getting in to these things that these are fueling, right? These diseases that they're fueling. Um, parabens, again, they're, they're endocrine disrupting, so they're mimicking estrogen. So when it enters your body, which it does, right? Like you put something on your skin, the lotion doesn't sit there. It gets absorbed. And like right underneath your skin is your, you've got your dermis, and your epidermis, and then like your bloodstream. So it's right there. Um, so things are getting into your bloodstream. And I believe the rate is like one to two minutes that it's in your bloodstream. It's very quick. Um, for, for certain things. And, um, you know, these things then can circulate. So if this molecule is floating around, if these endocrine disrupting molecules are floating around and the body's like, oh, it looks like estrogen. Okay. We have to process it just like estrogen. It's contributing to estrogen dominance. I see, I read so many Dutch tests where people have estrogen dominance and they're like, okay, well, what food shall I eat? And we totally cover that, but I'm like, you can eat these best foods and we can do this best protocol in the world. But if you're still using that perfume and you're stu still using these scented things that are you're telling your body that that's extra estrogen you're still going to have estrogen dominance so i really think that that's why we're continuing to see a rise in these estrogen-based cancers because after all the products that we've talked about these are all detox and processed through the liver so we're being a little mean and and not nice to our liver so um you know we want to be able to support it whenever we can and so much of hormonal support comes from being able to support that organ because it's it's processing everything all right the next one you want to take note of is fragrance or perfume um they hide it in many different ways things can say all natural things can say whatever but if there's still fragrance in it i will not touch it i can tell immediately when i smell it if it's a natural fragrance like an essential oil or not i can tell immediately the 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 chemical based fragrance it just does not sit with me i get a headache i hate it um it's linked to headaches it's linked to migraines it's linked to hormonal disruption because it's an endocrine disruptor it mimics estrogen um if you can get one thing out getting fragrance out will be the the best thing that you could do um it's in everything cleaning supplies personal care i mean you name it it's it's probably there the next is sulfate so sls sles sodium lauryl sulfate um, the reason that I kind of don't love this one is because it can be contaminated with ethylene oxide, which is a carcinogen. So 
I mean, if it's like, if that's the worst thing in your product, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. But if you can kind of stay away from it, you can. It's found in a lot of soaps. It's kind of a, it's a surfactant. So it's going to kind of create like that bubbliness, um, the sudsiness. So um, just look out for that in things like soaps. Um, but like I said, if that's the worst thing in your product, it might not be the absolute worst thing in the world. But um, I try to stay away from it. DEA or diethylamine, um, try to stay away from that one. That's a, again, something that it's a chemical that places a lot of burden on the liver. We have BHA and BHT, which are, um, butated hydroxyanisole, <laughs> hydroxyanisole. Um, it's, a, it's essentially a synthetic antioxidant that is linked to, to cancer. So that's found in a lot of skincare, you know, cause it's an antioxidant so they can market it. Oh, a healthy antioxidant. It's all great. Well, it's linked to to cancer because it's synthetic. You made it in a lab. You didn't extract it from something like, you know, uh, a lemon or an orange or something. You literally made it. And how healthy can we think that that really is? Um, another one is triclosan. So that's found in a lot of like hand sanitizers. Oh God, don't get me started on that. Soap, shampoos, conditioners, and um, that places a lot of stress on the liver and is linked to various liver diseases. I have a few nurses who I treat and they tell me the prevalence of non-fatty liver diseases that they're starting to see. And so essentially non-fatty liver diseases um, or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is, you know, if you drink a lot of alcohol, obviously we know that that's a really big toxic burden on the body. The body's got to detox it, right? Like, so it's, it's creating fatty liver because that's a stress response from the liver to be able to try to protect itself. Well, you don't have to be an alcoholic or you don't have to drink alcohol to get non-alcoholic uh, non fatty liver. There, the prevalence of that is incredible, just showing how important it is to be able to kind of like limit our toxins when we can, right? In our food, in our, in our care products um, all together because the prevalence is incredible. And I think that that's also correlated to these hormone disruptions that we're having. I think that that's really, I mean, your liver is one of like the most master organs in your body. It's so incredible. It detoxifies it filters your blood it's helping to release bile so that you can digest and utilize your fats it's doing so many things it secretes some hormones like it really is working so freaking hard it's amazing like you can literally cut half of it out and it'll regrow and our body and our liver does have the ability to regenerate i know post pill mine was really struggling but you know i've done a lot of work both topically externally swaps with food, herbs, all the things to be able to support it. And it's in a much better place now. So we can become a little bit more, um, you know, better, but it starts with these swaps. So I would definitely take a look for those. So I'll run through those again. Phthalates, BPA, flame retardants, aluminum, parabens, fragrance, perfume, SLS, SLEs, DEA, BHA, BHT, triclosan and I don't think I'm forgetting I might be forgetting one or two but those are kind of the biggies that you want to definitely look at um if you guys want to see what's in your product and see kind of like a breakdown you can use the ewg.org I don't think the ewg is perfect it's kind of like a pay-to-play like companies who are doing the work for advocating and resources and like partaking in the research are the companies who are shown you know, to be verified and things like that. So it's kind of like a pay to play in that sense, but they do rate most products. Like even if like, I know Clorox and Lysol, like definitely aren't paying to play in their research, but like they are listed on there. So not every product is listed on there, but you can go through and, you know, like they'll tell you like, you know, they might get a D, a D and they might give a chemical, you know, a bad rating, but they might, you know, there might be limited research on it and they'll say that. So if it's limited research, 
you can take it for what it's worth and you can kind of make the informed consent from there. But if there's a lot of research and you can click through and you can even see the resources, you can go in them. It's a very cool site. They've got an app for your phone. It's called the Healthy Living app. Um, it's a really great app. I don't personally like Think Dirty because they don't rate something like uh, Mrs. Meyer's products. They don't rate them bad at all. And their products have fragrance. Like they rate fragrance an A because it's quote unquote naturally derived. But that doesn't mean anything. Like those products give me a headache. I hate them. I threw out all my parents because that was disgusting and it was giving me a headache. I was like, I could smell from the other room the dish soap. That's not how essential oils work. Like if it was truly an essential oil, which they do have oils in there, but then why do we need to have the quote unquote natural fragrance? That's just a trademarking term. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that it's it doesn't mean anything. If you, for me, I want to know what the scent is. Is it orange peel? Is it lemon peel? Is it lemon extract? Is it like raspberry? Like, what is it? And then I can kind of make the decision from there because I can totally tell a difference if it's, if it's from an oil and it's natural versus not. Um, so that, that's one reason I don't love the Think Dirty app very much is because they don't really rate fragrance that high, which fragrance is like my biggie. Like if you're going to get rid of one thing, that should be the one thing. <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk for a second about like antibacterials, things like Clorox and all these like harsh cleaners that we probably have been way overexposed to during this time of COVID. I know that when we traveled for our honeymoon, everything was over sanitized. Everything was wipe your hands. Everything was, oh my God, this is freshly Cloroxed. And I felt disgusting. Like I did not want to sit in something that was freshly Clorox. I didn't want, I, they would give you like these Clorox wipes on the plane. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that. Um, like just let my body be exposed to some germs because um, it really hasn't been exposed to many germs in this past year and that's weakening our immune system. So this over sanitization, I don't agree with. Um, do I wash my hands? Yeah, I do wash my hands. Do I wash like and clean our house? Yeah, absolutely. I do not over sanitize. I don't like use the, you know, germ X a hundred percent antibacterial soaps. I don't agree with those because bacteria are good as you guys hopefully have learned from listening to this podcast we need them my mom agrees see like she's saying like stop using them um these bacterial antibacterial soaps they kill everything they kill the good and bad just like an antibiotic would you want to be exposed to an antibiotic all the time no and it's the same thing on the outside it's going to be impacting our health i just had someone on my instagram um sent me something and it was like oh, we probably shouldn't be using all these antibacterials. And it's like, yeah, I literally have been saying that since like last year when everyone was dousing everything in antibacterial. I'm like, how good can this really be for us? Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like constantly, you know, because your hands and your skin have bacteria on them that are good. They're beneficial. They're a part of your microbiome and immune system and they protect you. And, you know, just getting rid of everything is bad. And, you know, then you're touching your mouth and you're killing what's in your mouth. And like, there's all these antibacterial mouthwashes and things like that. It's like, okay, your microbiome literally starts on your skin and in your mouth and you're killing it right there. Um, you know, and then some of that antibacterial that's in your mouth will eventually get down to your gut and it does make an impact. It's decreasing your immune system because it's getting rid of your good bugs, which are a part of your immune system, getting rid of everything. Therefore, when you are exposed to something bad, you don't have the little fighters to kind of help prevent you from that. So if you can stay away from stuff like that, I recommend it. Um, and even some essential oils like are pretty antibacterial, like oregano, clove, things like that. And, you know, I use them sparingly, not crazy. Like they're not to the point where it's as bad, but like, I'm not, I'm not consuming that. I'm not using that all the time. I'm not using that in my house cleaners. I typically like to put a little bit of orange or lemon, you know, drops of essential oil in my cleaners. Um, 
sometimes I'll use like thyme or oregano, like a drop or two, because they can be, they can be good in small amounts. You know, they do have good, uh, good benefits, but like, it's not good to overdo it as with anything. Right. So, um, you know, it is important for that, for the natural stuff too. So, um, I hope after today you guys are a little motivated and I hope you've got some good, uh, info that you can take. And when you are searching for products, you can make the swap to something better. Um, you know, if you have any questions, obviously don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram, but always refer to that list that you have and you can go to the EWG, you can see how they rate products and you can see why they rate them, how they are. And then you can make the decision from there, right? Like if you want to buy a product that's rated to C, buy the product that's rated to C. You, like, that's just your choice, right? So it's not, it's not shaming. It's not anything other than just like being an educated consumer and a smart consumer, which that's what this mini series is all about. I kind of, I love sprinkling these mini series mini series in and along with all these awesome interviews I'm doing. Uh, I loved having Nick on. Um, I'm going to have, you know, the neuroscientist on, I'm having a functional oncologist on, I'm having, I have so many people who, who I have on the list. I'm going to have a hormone expert on. I'm, who is um, the medical director of Dutch test. I'm so excited. Um, you know, we have a lot of good interviews lined up. And so I love being able to sprinkling, sprinkle in these like little mini episodes to kind of help you guys out a little bit. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you guys walk away informed, educated, and empowered, and I will see you next week. Woo!